Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to season two of Fermented Faith, a podcast where we talk about how the gospel influences and impacts the everyday aspects of life. My name is Neil Clayton. I'm here with Jordan Bird and Anthony Harris. Welcome back, guys. Yeah, This is our first time back since COVID. That's right. Season two. We weren't kicked out of the church for doing season one. Super excited. Nobody listened. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, everyone who did listen. Uh, all three, three people. Yes. <laughs> this is our first time back together. We did some digital Zoom, Facebook Live type events with our fermented faith during the quarantine, but this is our first time back. Mm-hmm. Chalking it up as season two. And it's then- taken us so long to get going. So many takes that I'm already out of coffee. <laughs> like we're just getting started, and I'm empty on coffee. So I don't. We'll see if the waitress comes back by. It doesn't exist. So give me some more. But no. And uh, yeah. So season you go two. Get me, I'm just kidding. Oh, Jordan's. You're not an ask. intern I'm not, anymore. I'm not the intern anymore. I'm actually on staff now. Not that I made you do that when you were an intern, but not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is your first. Uh, yeah, it's your first episode as an official staff member, right? So you were right. on staff, You previously the pastoral resident, and presently the pastor of student ministries. So yeah. we're excited to have you, man. That's fantastic. Awesome. Killing and it so far. Of all topics, maybe not the best one as my first time on staff. I'm just saying. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous <laughs> on this topic, guys. I'm, I'm going to be real. I'm nervous about this one. Have we announced it yet? We have not. Okay. No. So Yeah, we're just going big. We're just jumping in the deep end. Talk about politics. Politics. I mean, that's th- we've made this commitment to try to be relevant, right? Mm-hmm. To, not for the sake of relevancy, but the point of the podcast has been, excuse me, to try to have conversations that are about everyday things, right? And, yeah. and, and to try to apply the gospel to them and, and help give some, yeah, con- you know, some helpful thoughts about that. So, you know, we talked about COVID, we've talked about some different things, racism, and, and, and as, as they come up, so, I mean, this is, we're uh, a little over a month out from the election, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's all all over everything. And there's plenty of issues fueling that. You know, the quarantine yeah. uh, is one of them. There's race. I mean, and everything is getting politicized, as it always does. But it's like. Oh, it's, it's very, on, very it's different from 2020. Right yeah. yeah it, it's a, a level of tension and division. That I, I don't know that I, I I haven't seen it. Not to say that I'm like super old, but like it, it's yeah, it's it's at a it's at a fever pitch. So yeah, I, I agree. I don't want to belittle or minimize how divisive it is or divisive it is. I mean, some people just just get their blood pressure. You can just see them turn red mm-hmm. when politics comes into the conversation. But at the same time, I I, I love history. And I know, you know, even in the early years of, of the Republic, the politics between Jefferson and Adams and, and Washington, those... Hamilton, got, don't leave Hamilton. Hamilton not, and Jackson. Because you don't like the play or the musical doesn't mean <laughs> do you, like you got to leave out Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> so, the whole point of, yeah, the, uh, of the musical is that he gets left out. and It and concerns it, me on how many people all of a sudden now know who Alexander Hamilton is. Dude, my kids, I, I, they're learn, they've learned, 
you know, not that it's all 100% accurate, but they've learned a lot about history through the mm-hmm. music. It's so much so that my, we're homeschooling, and I've encouraged my wife to consider <laughs> rapping as she, as she teaches history in particular because my kids seem to intake it really well. So, uh, Can I audit that class? I would love yeah. to see her rap. You know, we're joking, but she's got skills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to I want to note the fact that I just heard Jordan Bird say you just got to listen to the music like <laughs> I love it like so we're here on politics today for Minute Faith and we, we just took kind of a, cur- a turn we, we went around a curve I want to reel us back in because this topic well, he, he was talking about the for he was just talking about this being a big I, I derailed him okay, yeah let me get you so, back on look, you were talking yeah. about how it's been it's always been a big deal it's always been a big deal and it's always been nasty I yeah. mean I mean, back then, you know, taking Hamilton as an example, I mean, they brought, they came down to rules and, and that's brandishing, crazy. brandishing weapons. And is, so. Is it but, crazy? Yeah. I, as I said that, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I don't know that they would look at us and go, really? <laughs> that's how you handle it? At least this? we just shot each other. Y'all are, <laughs> y'all are a whole nother level of crazy. You, you take so much more time and effort to <laughs> dig all this up when this could have been done. <laughs> It's the fastest gun. But even back in biblical times, you know, the disciples of Jesus, there were some very political um, undercurrents going on. Yeah. Was it it Simon was a zealot, right? Yeah. Yeah. And And then then you have Matthew, Matthew. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew is a tax collector. So So, that we don't uh, that doesn't always trigger for us. But that yeah, that was a that was a uh, political those were polar opposites. So do you and, think they were opposite ends of the like table? Passive. I think. I, <laughs> I mean, it, you would think, you would wonder that there was, you know, not some, you know, headbutting going on and some conversations that Jesus had to break up. And um, when Jesus sent them out two by two, it's like <laughs> not these two, <laughs> not with that, not, not with that liberal. <laughs> yeah. So okay, I, I'm. I like that you just mentioned liberal. So first off, since we're talking, which about isn't this, our agenda here, by the no, way, we're not going to talk about. I want to ask on hand, do how many how many political parties are there? Oh goodness, I don't know. Only two that seem to two big ones, but then there's the smaller ones like the Green Party and the Libertarians, libertarians. and okay. Socialists. And but no, so to touch on what he was saying, like if like an American, I have learned quickly that if you talk to somebody. And so, full disclosure, this isn't something that, like, at my dinner table that I want talked about. I mean, I'm all for hearing what your thoughts and views and things are. But, like you said, man, people will get downright blood-curdling yeah. against you the minute that you, uh, you side with the Democrats or you side with the Republicans. And it, it turns into an awkward situation. It's like, well, hey, I loved you, but now I question... And I'm concerned about your thought process, and I'm just kind of like, how? Yeah, or come? if you even just question, yeah, one, you know, if you just question something that and, that and, one side did or a leader did, you must be. That must mean you're you're the other. You're, side. You're the other side, yeah. And, and what's crazy? You, how could you? And yeah, is I wish I could see so many people be able to tell me so much, so many facts and and things out of our our Bible, mm. versus where. I say, oh, yeah, I, I kind of like that individual. Well, did you know this and this and this and this about him and that they actually supported this person who supported that? And I'm like, what? Yeah. I had no idea about that stuff. Uh, I just heard that person served in the military. I thought that was neat. Oh, so you support that reason and that cause. And I'm like, holy moly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. There, there was a <laughs> there was a, a, a politician from a different a senator from a different state that I used to enjoy following. And, but I just haven't listened to him in the last like couple of years. And so I'm <laughs> like... 
I don't want to throw his name out there because who knows what he's done. I haven't stayed in, you know, like the people, yeah, the, the, uh, it's part of the cancel culture, which is another mm-hmm. podcast. But yeah, it's there's uh, there is a lot of uh, of emotion and uh, just vitriol in general mm-hmm. around this this subject. And again, I think this year in particular, there's 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 plenty of things going on. And I'm not the conspiracy theorist that says that these things are were generated the the pandemic by a politician or by a government or or whatever. But they certainly get. Um, issues that are happening get politicized right and get mm-hmm. uh, you know each side makes an opportunity out of them um and so yeah so we've, we've got plenty of those right now man our, our nation is 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 super divided oh it's in turmoil yeah. turmoil is where i view our nation at this time but so our hope is not to to convince any listener uh, of oh, yeah. uh, no we're not even going to talk about our own political affiliations i mean if it, uh, we're, we're just really here to talk about how should the how should the Christian engage with politics in general? Um, so, I, I held my hand up just then. Reason being, I learned a small fact today. Yeah, and so I want to share my political view. Okay. Did you know that Mr. Neil Clayton, when he was a young man, oh yes, this is good, used to aspire to be president of the United States. I, I didn't know until like 15 minutes ago. And now my dilemma over who to vote for is over. I'm right in. <laughs> right? I'm right in Neil Clayton. <laughs> Anthony yeah. Harris, Jordan Bird, we nominate the write-in candidate, Neil Clayton. <laughs> oh, man. It was such an aspiration. I mean, I was... I was writing out my State of the Union address. I mean, everything. Oh my my is there proof of this? Is, there, <laughs> does your mom have any of this? Oh, that's good, man. So, so that's what I you will like wrote down. One pink cookie to all candidates. <laughs> <laughs> important. So, like in the little, you know, fun little things you'd do as a kid. What do you want to be when you grow up? You put poses. That's amazing. Yeah, that's definitely, scene. absolutely. Well, my brothers were um, all the sports. They had, you know, the baseball cards with the stats on the back. I had my presidential cards with the stats <laughs> of the president on the back. And so, what, is it like their height and weight? Like, what kind of stat do you learn about? It was like highlights of their policies that okay. they were able to, you know, <laughs> like you know, t- you know, Teddy Roosevelt. Like, you trade know, you. Yeah, exactly. I got a first edition Abraham yeah. Lincoln. Get rid of Fillmore as soon as you can. Yeah, it's not fantasy league. Yeah, awesome. so. But all right. So with that said, we've talked a little bit on where we think the world is. And I mean, this topic, we again, we are not here to push anybody's certain agenda. We just want to explain here at Fermented Faith how the gospel impacts this as everyday question Christians, not questions, walk in their life. So, gentlemen, how as Christians today, how are we supposed to be viewing politics, honestly? Like how do we keep ourselves from getting so wrapped up with, mm. with them, with energy and our hope and so much focus going into them? Because like we've already stated, a lot of people will drive so much energy into this and literally look away from biblical meaning to, to the right place. Because, again, you've already mentioned politics were a big thing in biblical times. So maybe give me a little idea, build me a, a foundation. Where were politics present biblically in biblical times? And how are we supposed to handle them in hope and energy-wise directed at it today? I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think for a lot of people, um, politics can be the, the way to get stuff done. And there's no doubt, it can be a, a big, important aspect to a person's life, to, uh, to all of our lives. It makes a big difference in, in how... 
um, our day-to-day lives are, are impacted, but it's not the way. Mm. Um, I think I think sometimes if we get if we get a tunnel vision and focus purely on politics, it can consume us, mm-hmm. and it will become a major identifier in our lives. And and I think that if 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 I could say just one thing in this podcast today, I think that is where um, Christ followers need to carefully redefine how they see themselves and how they identify themselves. It's not, it's not bad to identify yourself or, to do, let me rephrase, to describe yourself and affiliate yourself with a certain political party, but it should not be your primary mm-hmm. sense yes. of identity. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I, I agree hundred percent that our that, that's where we need to start as Christians is being reminded that our our citizenship is mm-hmm. ultimately in heaven, and that is not to say that we are not patriotic, right? It right. is not to say that we don't love our country, and and that I'm I am I am just state it on the record. I am proud to be an American. Like I love our country, um, and so but it just needs to be perspective and make sure that we remember that our primary citizenship, our primary hope, is in. Jesus and our King, and not in in the politics. But I think at the same time, we've probably it, just in this intro, perhaps you know, some people might feel like we're making light of it, and they they might be you know, you know, kind of rising up and, and because they, you know, and saying that they they do because they do matter. So I think we need to say that. They, mm-hmm. the, so I think how should we view them? Well, they're 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 important, but they're not of ultimate importance, mm-hmm. right? They're not. Um, so to say that you shouldn't be involved at all. Well, I mean, I, I think there's, I, I think there's danger in that. You mm-hmm. know, basically, you're at that point, you're choosing to kind of, you know, say the status quo is okay or, or whatever. You know, and the Bible says it's not just sin is not just about, um, you know, sins of commission, things that we commit. But my preacher used to say also sins of omission, meaning. Uh, the Bible says that to know to do good and to not do it, this is a sin. And so when we when we see opportunities to influence our nation and the people around us in in a biblical, you know, and that we gotta talk we gotta talk about that. What defines what is good? Because that's the debate, right? What's what's good? Nobody is coming in saying they just wanna, you know, make everything worse. People firmly believe that this agenda or this platform but so again and that's that's where we got to do some work of, of letting the bible shape it but to know that okay that we have an opportunity through our vote to do good not ultimate good not going to fix everything but to, to sit it out not do it at all yeah i think there's some yeah so i'm not saying people who you know choose not to vote or are in in sin i'm just saying i think we we shouldn't push away from the table altogether we need to uh you know take our, our opportunity to vote um, seriously and apply our biblical convictions to that uh, as best we can and and take that burden in there with appropriate weight and appropriate mm-hmm. perspective, um, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit more. I think that's the big deal. It, it's not that it doesn't matter. It's just it needs to have appropriate perspective. I think it was, um, I think it was Senator Ben Sass, who I'm not trying to endorse or but uh, I heard him speak about politics at a Christian gathering and, um, and I thought it was helpful because he wasn't talking about he's a conservative but he, he wasn't talking about conservative policies or anything he was just talking about this whole deal how you should view 
how Christians should view politics. And he just said that, that it should not be it should not be our, our reason to weep or to have joy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it should not carry that kind of weight for us. Um, we weep or shout with joy because of Jesus, right? Because mm. we have a coming King, yes, um, and and He is is the what we have our hope in, and so so that that sort of sets the groundwork. It's okay. This is that's what's primary for us. And now we seek the welfare of our cities, our country, uh, and our, our neighbors. Um, and, and politics is one way that we have an opportunity to exercise that. But yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I think you guys are spot on. So I, I just heard you mention something, and I, I want to bring it up real fast. Um, so typically we have a couple questions prepared, things like that, that I, I like us to go over and that we all kind of pass around, chew on it for a minute before we answer it. But I just heard you um, actually make a comment on, you know, before we go and vote. So not that I'm the guy that likes to jump in and, and read up on some things and make sure I know what I'm about to say before I say it. But sometimes I do like to say that because sometimes I have misled information. So when it comes to voting, does your vote really matter in today's age because of how many people there are and so many people seem to think, oh, this is jaded. This person goes out, campaigns for this or campaign for that and gets this vote. Before we go and vote, where can we get this actual unbiased information to help us with, say, upcoming election? Because right now, let, let's be honest, a lot of the information people retain are on two avenues or one main avenue. It's social media, right? So <laughs> you, you can you can pull up a campaign ad on any mobile device or any TV or any radio. You're going to have one come across somehow that, oh, and I endorse this and this and this. And it's going to belittle the person in some way, some form, some fashion. But yet, what, what concerns me, and, and I want you guys to, to talk in on this, where can I get unbiased information? How do I know that I'm looking at a, a good, solid candidate? Because, I mean, l- let's be honest. When candidates come out of the woodwork, or maybe not out of the woodwork per se, if, if once a candidate is finished being groomed and prepared to run, very little focus is on candidates' faith and, and church beliefs or anything like that that is kind of in the background. You'll hear at first, oh, this gentleman's a Catholic or this lady is a Baptist and, and this gentleman is – and it's always some short, quick, vague thing. But then you never really hear in depth on their faith and belief. But yet where it concerns me is, is some of us as Christians today will, oh, man, he said a prayer. Oh man, he he mentioned a, a scripture, or she mentioned a scripture. That's a good Christian politician. And then something will surface. Oh, but they they voted for this uh, amendment that's against um, abortion, or, or for abortion, or this for this law or that law. And so, with politics today. Do you guys know of a source where I can get unbiased information or a way that I can help filter out rights and wrongs in a biblical Christian standpoint? I know that's a really big question to ask. I'm not saying like right now, tell me everything I can look up that's going to give me safe, good, factual information on candidates or how to view politics. But in the sense, can you guys kind of help me help me and our listeners kind of navigate this water a little better? 
I have two thoughts on that. Okay. <clears throat> One, you might want to write this down. I got my pen. Ready? Okay. G-O-O-G-L-E dot com. Oh, <laughs> Google. Okay. All right. Google. No. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no the, the thought I have is, you know, you go into it <clears throat> with eyes wide open and just know that there is no unbiased information. There is always bias. And, and just realize that, and be and be aware of it, and just be, you know, open to it, and say, okay, I'm going to take this information, I'm going to consider where the what the source is, and then I'm going to weigh it and see does it sound true to what other sources say. So consult multiple sources. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, and just consult um, sources. That you um, have found through through time to, to be to be somewhat um, I'm trying to think of the word verifiable. Sure. You don't want to, you don't want to consider um, BuzzFeed uh, a reputable source, or um, I don't know. I'm not going to get my political information from. Uh, the onion, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a satirical source. So just consider your sources and and their track record of how on it they've been when it comes to uh, politics. Um, so you're saying you're going to have to do some work. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I, that, I think that I don't know of a single source to send you to that's unbiased. I don't know if that exists, but... Uh, I think you're going to have to do some digging. Most parties have a an official platform statement, um, but you know then you got to look into the candidate in general. If they've been in politics before, you can look up some of the things they voted on and and, and different things. Some politicians will be more, you know, um, transparent with that than others. But um, as far as their explanations on why and, and whatnot, but yeah, I think you have to do some work. You got yeah. to go and and just because you found it on the internet right. doesn't mean it's true. Right. Like what you're saying is right. You're gonna have to find some some verifiable checks and balances. And so I I don't you know there there are some outlets that are blatantly biased, and it's not that it's wrong to listen to them, but you need to know that they're biased, and you need to balance that with something. But I think more than that, if I can, if I if I can twist your your question into more of a uh, you know, I pr- I'll try not to preach, but I think what's what's more important for us as Christians is to um, is and, to make sure entering it like a true politician. You're, you're answering the question, yeah. by not answering. <laughs> oh, <laughs> allow me to answer your question yeah. with this question. You're not wrong. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I did. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think what's more important is is not necessarily how we find that that information, but where we start. Um, as Christians, should be, um, you know, and you, you were talking earlier before we started recording about, you know, how people identify, right, with their politics, and I, and we've mentioned that a little bit here. And that is what can, I think, get us off track when we start with that, right, when that becomes our primary worldview, frankly, mm-hmm. right, when we let our party affiliation be um, what identifies us, and how we see ourselves, and then perhaps just as importantly, how we see the world, Mm -hmm. then we're going to have a potential of distorting um, what God has called us to. Because 
uh, when when we read these words, when we read what uh, God is call, calling his people to, he's writing to his church, not to America. Mm-hmm. Right? Nice. That's not, yeah. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, I know, like, I, I, again, I think I said it in this, this take, but I'm proud to be an American. I love our country, but God has not made a covenant specific with our country. We're not Israel. We're not, you know, we're not the new Israel. Um, now, I think he's blessed this nation. I think there's some really amazing things that have happened here, and God has, God has allowed that to happen. But I, uh, we just have to have a caution there. We have to understand that, that God is, is writing to the church and that we have a responsibility as his people to live the way that he wants us to live. Um, and so knowing that even, you know, expecting you know, our politics, our politicians to be, you know, they're, they're not pastors. I mean, there's just, there just needs to be some perspective there. But, but primarily is that we don't start from a position of right or left or, or one of the third parties, right? And then try to find something that will prove our point. That's, called, that's confirmation bias. You can mm-hmm. do that with any part of media and information. If you want to believe something about this party or this person, you could find something to support that. Right, you can find a clip, a hot take, or a vote that they did, and so we end up doing that with the scriptures as well, right? Like mm-hmm. we we may want to believe this about this candidate or this party, or whatever, and so we we can go and try to find something to to support that. That's confirmation bias, and we don't want to do that. So what we need to do is start rather uh, with our worldview as a Christian, right? Our citizenship in heaven. What has God called me to do? Our church to do, and now let me apply my faith to my politics, right? So let me start there. Let me make sure that I have a gospel lens on, a biblical lens on as I look at any of this. So that's going to help me keep my perspective in check, as we talked about earlier, right? I'm not going to have my ultimate hope is not going to rise and fall on the election of any particular candidate or party, right? Um, But it's also going to help me know how to appropriately discern different issues. Um, And so to, to conflate Christianity with either with any party. I say either because there's two primary parties that we have to deal with and choose from. But even if you're looking at one of the, you know, uh, other options, um, to conflate Christianity totally with either of those it, it isn't biblical. It, it's dangerous. Now, there there are some things that, you know, I think we, we can certainly oppose. There's, there's a blatant... Um, you know, there's some there's some blatant things about different parties' platforms that that are clear biblical, you know, uh, issues um, like abortion. That 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 becomes I'll just say it that becomes the the single issue that many Christians talk about, and it and it is deserving of that conversation. It is deserving of that weight because it is a big deal. It is murder. It is biblically. Um, condemned, it is, it is the killing of babies. And so uh, that, that should be a huge factor for any Christian as they approach the polls. Now, to say that, and we've had some pastors say that in, in recent weeks, that a Christian, if you're a Christian, then you have to vote this direction. There's, you know, and, and I think, I don't think you can say that. Now, part of what he said is, I, I don't think you can in good conscience vote for you know, this platform that, that to advance. And I, and I do think that, that that would be true it, to, you can't go in flippantly. You can't dismiss a platform that is pushing that, um, that 
that you can't just say, well, that doesn't really matter. It does matter. It matters to God. But it, it you know, there are other things that, that matter as well. And so we need to make sure we have a, a right perspective there. And so to say that, okay, any true Christian must vote this way, that's not true. To, any, to say any Christian can't discount the issue of abortion, I think that's true. As a Christian, we need to care about the issue of life. But to say, okay, that means I've got to, I've got to vote, you know, Republican or Democrat, like, no, that's not fair. Like, we need to make sure we're applying our faith to politics um, and letting that determine, not bringing our politics in and letting that shape our faith in such a way and define our faith in a way that falls in with party lines. In reality, we shouldn't be, this may be controversial, but we shouldn't be completely comfortable in any party. As If we're truly following Jesus, we should not be completely comfortable in, in any party. And by completely, I mean you should not be able to fully endorse without question and without raising concern the, 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 the politics of either party. Now, there are issues of different weight, for sure, but you can't, I, I don't think we can, you know, appropriately follow Jesus and say that, you know, Jesus would be this party, an elephant or a donkey. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I just, we have to be, we have to think deeper about that. Like, we have to be able to be honest about that. Um, and not get offended. That, that's part of what we should be as Christians is like, we shouldn't get offended and, and add to that divisiveness and add to that demonization of the other side. Um, that's not helpful. No, I mean, I totally agree. As Christians, we need not to have such thin skin sometimes and, and be offended and turn it into something that it's not, because that's that's not what this is here for. Before I, I kind of I heard you make a comment, and it, it sparked a question in me. Before I go though, Neil, anything you want to add to it? I know. Oh boy! I mean, that was that was a lot, man. He he spit out a lot of meat and bones for you. I mean, um, I mean, I just want to echo some of the things that you said. I think I agree. We we do not once again we do not need to identify ourselves. Uh, as a, that, our political affiliation should not be our primary identifier. And likewise, the, um, the other person that we see across the table or at work or across the yard or the fence, if they have a different affiliation, we don't need to dem- demonize them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other, it's not us versus them. Right. And I know in a lot of ways the, the two party system feeds on that. That's how they raise a lot of their funds. But we don't need to buy into that. Um, There are, like you said, there are some legitimate um, uh, pros and cons that both parties have. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I was having a conversation with a a friend the other day about church and how, how do you picture church? Well, what if they don't believe everything I believe in? Well, you're never going to find a church that's going to, you know, that you're going to believe everything that they believe. There's some stuff here at the journey I disagree with, but that's whoa, that's saying that across the table yes, from two of the pastors. Yes, but the journey is my family, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of stuff that we don't see eye to eye, eye, to eye on. But you're my family, mm-hmm. and vice versa. I mean, I mean, um, and so I, I feel like that uh, when it comes to. Um, my political party as well. There's some things that I do not agree with that I, it does not sit well with me. Um, but all, but for the most part, I, I typically affiliate with my, with a certain party and I try to concentrate on the, the good and try to 
change some of the not so good. I'm rambling now, so no, I, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I was totally taking ramble. One thing I want to say is like what I wish for us here in the United States, for us here in Southern Illinois, here in Marion, here at the Journey, is not that we get so wrapped up sometimes in our political party belief and preach. the agenda there. Yeah. Like I'm excited right now. He's the, the one thing you should be so <laughs> passionate and mm. just bloodthirsty for is when you are literally in the word, you are practicing mm. and preaching out and teaching others and supporting what the gospel truly says, which is building disciples and building this kingdom for which God came, gave his son and made for us. Okay. Mm. So with that, all right, this is a big question. This is one that we, we had written down, and I'm, I'm really excited for it because I think a lot of people sometimes are, are going to have this avenue and twist and move that it says, oh, well, religion plays a part in the world today, but it is not what helps set forth the government and keep things running and keep things moving. Hmm. So my question that I got, and this is going to be a hard one to me, does God care about our, our elections? Does, does faith, religion, Christianity, does God care about elections? Is it is it something that... Should be thought of is that should should that be in the forefront of our mind? Help me here. Yes, he cares. Next question. <laughs> no, it, it's not that. It, it is yes, he cares, but not in the sense of like he's on the edge of his seat wondering what's going to happen November third. You know what I mean? He's not like, oh man, I really hope, <laughs> I really hope this guy doesn't get. You know, I, that's just not true. Um, he's sovereign. He spoiler alert. He already knows. Right? Mm. He already knows who's going to be elected. Right. Uh, and, and so, yes, he cares. But his future, right, his redemptive purpose, what he's doing, doesn't rise and fall on the election results. Ooh, powerful. Okay? He, he, will, he will get his glory. He will get his people one way or another, and he will use whatever happens to advance that, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I, I heard, um, and I don't, we don't really have show notes. Maybe we can start that for season two, but I, I can link. There's a, there's a couple of helpful videos of John Piper talking back in the 2008, before the 2008 election. Um, and one of the things that he was talking about is, you know, people get really concerned. Uh, okay, well, what if we, if we allow this to happen? If we allow, um, you know, same-sex marriage or abortion, if we allow these things to, to come into our country, then, then God's going to judge us. And, and one of the things Piper said, I think is pretty bold, is like, well, if, if those things happen as a result of election, that is God's judgment. Mm. Right? And that, take, that may take a minute for, be, for it to sink in, but like what he's saying there is, if, if those happen, that's not like, oh, we really failed, like, we failed in that moment due to that election, and now... We're gonna be pun- no, no. That is that is God's judgment. That is, you know, you, you see, back in in the people of Israel, God brings them out of, of Egypt, right? Says I'm gonna make you a people. I'm gonna give you this land, and He does all. I mean, it's an incredible story. Um, the the way that that He cares for them, rescues them, and the way they just continually, you know, don't care. But eventually, they look around at the other nations and say, "I want a king. We want a king." When a king we can see. And Samuel's the prophet at the time and says, you don't need a king. God's your king. Like, you don't need a man on a throne that you can physically see. I mean, these are the people that have had a cloud, a pillar, you know, like a cloud and a, a fire, like, leading them wherever they go. Uh, a God that answers their prayers for meat by, by blowing a wind of quail in, you know, that answers their prayer for uh, water by bringing it out of a rock, you know, like... 
rescued him out of Egypt. I mean, you go on and on and on, all that God has done for him. And they're saying, yeah, but we really want to, we want this king that we can see with our eyes. And Samuel says, you don't need a king that you can see on a physical throne. God's your king. They keep begging, keep, keep begging. God says, okay. Okay. You want a king? Get a king. It's a passive judgment on God's part to say, mm-hmm. okay, you think you want this. And so in some ways, when those things happen, um, it, the moral fabric of our nation may indeed change, but that does not mean that God's purposes are forfeited or that God has lost in some way. In fact, his church may flourish more in it. Like we don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, you know, moving in this more progressive and, and, you know, socially tolerant direction that is against biblical principles is going to allow the church to flourish. I'm not saying that. I'm not I'm not for that. However, to to say that we know God's purposes and and we that's no, we don't we don't know. So he may use uh, potentially could use the moral decline of America to advance his kingdom in an indirect way that we we would not have ever drawn up. Uh, now, does that mean I, that I should vote for that? That I should, you know what I mean? What I know is morally wrong. I'm like, you know what? Let's go ahead and get that in there so the church can be a, a, a brighter light. No, I don't think that's true. But but we shouldn't uh, view the the results that we get on the evening of November third as a as a win or a loss for the King Jesus. He's just not up for election. He's not advocating that throne. Amen. Period. He'll still be on it November fourth. He's still on the throne, and our hope still rests there. And our purpose still stays the same. Advance the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Be the salt and light. Care for the vulnerable. Care for the poor, the widows, the sojourner. Like, right, preach the gospel. The, in, the, the marching orders for the church don't change based off of the results of an election. Okay? So, uh, again, that's, that's part of that appropriate perspective. Not that it doesn't matter. Because it will influence change. Well, people's lives will be changed and influenced based off of our vote. So I think our vote does matter because it is going to, it is going to uh, change people's lives. But Neil, what do you got, man? We're, we're, we're running on our time. I, I want to get this in. And then I got one last quick question. I think you both can answer. I'm not following that. That, that was dude, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? That was awesome. I love it. Jordan doesn't notice sometimes like his natural just pastor will just come. Were my out. hands going? It was. Yeah. For those of you that can't see it, which by the way, everyone, we're going to eventually try and get to where we have video. Yeah. It just got really intense. I definitely <laughs> had my hands up. I was so in worship just then. It was ridiculous. I told so you my uh, my five year old. I was trying to discipline her the other day. I was I was explaining something she had done wrong, and I was I had her set down. I was looking her in her eye, and I was trying to be really serious with her. And she's just looking at me with this funny look, and she finally goes, "Can't you control your hands?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "That's." And then all yeah, seriousness yeah, was yeah. gone. I don't, yeah. <laughs> no disappointing happened yep. after that. So, okay, I feel like we, we've definitely hit this topic. I feel like we came at it very level-headed. I feel that we gave true information that is going to be great, greatly used in our body. How can we as Christians stay engaged, not allow it to overpower us and be overwhelming, and have a healthy balance? Mm. I need a, a short answer, not a lot. My advice to this is to to sum up what Jordan was saying. You know, no matter what, come election day, day after, the the King of Kings is already named. We already know who we follow. That's right. Will, Will the law of man and the land be different in times? Yes. However, 
Your faith will not be shook. Your altars cannot be changed, for God is God. Mm. Kingdom that cannot be shaken, man. Hebrews 13. So, you two, help me out here. Help our listeners. Healthy balance. How do we keep people on track, supporting of the the modern world, but yet consistently faith-driven? Healthy balance. Neil, you, I, I'm just going to say it's probably better to go first. <laughs> well, I think you just you just summed it up right there. A healthy balance. Definitely be informed. Definitely be engaged. Um, but don't don't uh, let that be your only source of information. Mm-hmm. And, and in the sense that, um, you know, being engaged and being informed in what is happening now with politics, uh, but also have a, a, but also zoom out and have a divine perspective on on things. So, um, be be in the word and just realize what Jordan was saying. God is sovereign, and He is not intimidated or or feel threatened by whatever the outcome is by this election. Yeah. Um, and just remember he's in control and, um, and, um, and, and pray for the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you and be open to the moving of the Spirit and, and ask him um, how you may be a, a part, an integral part, a, a part that is engaging and investing not only in... in in the life of your family, but in the life of your community and your in your church. All right, thank you, thank you, Mr. Neal. All right, yeah. Pastor Jordan, I'll build I, on that quickly. I promise. We we heard the the Bible pages <laughs> of flipping. Well, it's just affirming what we've already said. So uh, Hebrews thirteen, there's a subtitle or Hebrews twelve rather, right before Hebrews thirteen uh, is a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The, the verse twenty eight says, therefore, let us be grateful. For receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us work, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Um, Ephesians four uh, fourteen encourages us to to be anchored in our faith, um, so that we may attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may not be children any longer tossed to and fro by the waves mm-hmm. and carried about by every wind of doctrine and by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Now he's talking about false teaching in the church, yep. right? But this, some people get that, you know, this stuff gets weaved no, into no, no, the church, yeah, right? Poli- some people allow politics to weave into yeah, what yeah. would so be it, it's classified. Not, it's that. not unrelated. And so, so that that's the encouragement is to make sure that we're anchored and mature in Christ so that we're not tossed to and fro. So real practically, my encouragement, how do you do that? Is make sure this has more influence. He's holding his Bible up. And yeah, you sorry. Guys can't For those who can't see. Make sure your, your, your Bible, your commute, your church, your, your community has more influence over you than CNN or Fox News. Amen. Right. Whichever one of those you're more inclined to, just make sure that you don't pretend that the battle for the universe or the souls of people is playing out in this political realm that is ultimate. It's not. Ephesians 6 says we don't struggle against flesh and blood, right? It's against principalities and darkness. And so it's a win for Satan if he can get us pacified or even uh, intensified over here in this arena of politics, 
to where God's people are so distracted and so consumed with fighting this battle that nobody's preaching the gospel, mm. right? That's a win for Satan. So let's not let him win. Let's make sure that, that, that we give God's word more. And so practically, put limits on what you're watching, right? Put limits on your social media. Go back and listen to the social media episode, one of the first we did. Mm-hmm. Um, put some parameters on that. Fast from that, right? Take a day, two, three, four, a week off, right? Um, and, and, and don't just take that away, but replace it, you know, and even if that's 10 minutes a day, instead of turning the news on, I'm going to open up my word, God's word, right? My Bible, um, that I'm not like that will help keep you grounded because if you just pay, if you're just on social media, if you're just watching the news, it doesn't feel like we're on sturdy ground, right? It doesn't, it doesn't feel like tomorrow is a sure thing and and part of and, and we need to recognize as christians that part of what political parties use to get elected is fear mm-hmm. that is the currency of politics right the what that, if that's what What's they're going to play against yep if this if this person gets elected then they're going to fill in the blank right and you could do that for either party mm-hmm. right now you can do it for yourself this person gets elected they're going to fill in the blank you know um, and and whatever you care about most that they're, you, you don't want them to take this. You don't take your guns. You don't want them to kill more babies. You, know, you don't want them to take your taxes. Like, that's what they're going to play on. And so we need to, not that those things don't matter, but we need, we, God's not giving us a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. right? But of a sound mind and of love, right? What's that for? I wasn't planning on quoting it, but that. In First Timothy. Yeah. That's powerful. He's not I giving did. us a spirit of fear. He's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of, it, it literally says of sound mind. That should be true of us as Christians. Philippians says that let our reasonableness be known. So, um, well, like when when you're saying that, like one of my favorite verses comes to mind, and it's uh, Proverbs sixteen nine, where we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So, in in that sense, I can make a plan, and in my head, this is my political view. This is what I want. But you know what? (laughs) The Almighty already intends where my path is going, and what steps I'm going to take, and where it's going to lead me. So. Do you have that scripture? No, I couldn't find it. Nope. Okay. So, other <laughs> than that, guys, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. call this for us. This has been a great time. Time talking on politics. This is an awesome kickoff episode for season two. I want to say, I love you both. I really do. But in the in the season of politics, I love you, but I maybe don't always like you. <laughs> wow. Let's see that. I, <laughs> I have truly appreciated this. Hit I us hope. up if you want. We can do a part two. I'm sure there's things we didn't cover, and um, but yeah, but yeah. we got a, we got a few weeks before the election, and, and uh, anyway. And and to add on that, definitely do. Please reach out to us. Um, you know, send us an email. Send us something to the website that we have. Info or at fermentedfaith.com, right? Yes. Yeah. Info yes. at permanentfaith.com or at church one day yeah, grab one of us something. ask us something let us know we'd love to know what you guys want to talk about what your thoughts on this were we'd love to revisit other episodes if need be but other than that I think this has been a great time with you both thank I you so it. much um, yeah. 2 Timothy 1 7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. Amen, church. Amen. Let that be true of us. What a good benediction. Everyone have a good one. We'll see you later. Thanks, y'all.